guys, Sean Garner here, and welcome to episode one, the official episode one of the EntreFit podcast, where we help fitness professionals develop and grow their fitness brands so they can build a business without limits. Guys, let me tell you, this has been a long time coming. I've done a couple of test episodes months back on uh, an app called Anchor, and I pushed a couple of them to iTunes because um, it was kind of a test. I was throwing some ideas out there, and I, I, I honestly, I just didn't have the courage to make this thing go. So I'm very excited to finally officially launch this first episode. And uh, throughout this podcast, what I wanted to do is be different than what I see a lot of other fitness podcasts do, where a lot of them is honestly just interviewing other fitness professionals. It's hearing kind of their start into the fitness industry and what they've got going on now. They're promoting a product or service and everything, which is great. But I want this to be a resource to where fitness professionals can come and they can learn kind of the other side of fitness, whether that be the the soft skills, not necessarily the X's and O's necessarily all the time of programming, but the business side of fitness. Because a lot of times we get into this industry because we love and we have this passion for helping to change people physically, but uh, we don't have the resources, tools, skills, and abilities to make it uh, profitable for us financially. So with EntreFit, we're going to be a bun- doing a bunch of really cool stuff I'm excited about. Um, but this first episode, especially if you have no freaking idea who I am and, and what I'm all about and kind of why we've even started this uh, EntreFit company, I wanted to do the Sean Garner origin story. So I wanted to take you guys back in the day to the Sean before Instagram, before the social media stuff. And uh, I thought no better person to have my first guest on than this uh, little lady. Maybe you know her. Her name is Courtney Garner. I happen to be married to her. So I am very happy. We're going to be bringing her on right now, folks. My wife, Courtney Garner. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm excited for you. Thanks. So you've put up with a lot for a long time. This is true. And I'm thankful for that. So, um, what, what, um, why did you let me do this? The podcast? <laughs> Every, the podcast, Dodger Pit, like, what, like, did you, you've obviously seen what's going on in the fitness industry and everything as well. Why did you, yeah. I mean, me I, this? I think that's my duty to support you. I, you know, I think, um, I've watched your journey through fitness and I can say as many times as I've seen you almost quit, I'm confident that uh, you're really called to this and you bring a unique skill set, uh, background, and really personality and voice uh, that I think, I believe, really will impact a lot of people in the industry. So I'm really excited for you, honestly. I'm excited um, to see how the industry is impacted by what you're doing and uh, it's all good. I'm very thankful for you because you're a super wife super best friend, super mom, so I'm blessed. But uh, so let, for you too. Thanks, babe. Aww. Aww. Okay, so let's get into this. So I know you. we met in high school, for those of you who don't know, and uh, I was not, not that I'm this impressive specimen of a physique now, but I was not this when you met me. Right. No, I, honestly, I never imagined you being in this industry. <laughs> and I don't mean that bad at all, but like that just wasn't your interest at the time when we met. 
And the funny thing about it is I, I always knew that you would impact people on a broad scale. I could see your personality. You did a lot of video work even in high school and just had this contagious spirit about you. So I knew whatever you did, it would be great. And I, I think I'm such a uh, goal-oriented, structured person. You, I was sort of attracted to this mysterious thing about you where I knew life would be an insane journey, but I really didn't know exactly what I was picking up when you know I saw the glimpse of the spontaneity of Sean and uh, and the hustle and the go-getter and all those kind of things. So it's been quite the journey for sure. I definitely I, I like to think think that I keep things exciting for us, but uh, yeah, exciting, <laughs> stressful. I don't know how you want to describe it. So so how uh, so my fitness journey started like like I, like she was just saying. I uh, was not into fitness. I was not into sports, really. I played sports, and by played sports, like I was on the team, but I didn't necessarily, <laughs> necessarily play uh, in the games. I was not athletic at all. I was more into video games, making stupid little uh, sketch videos. This was before YouTube uh, with Music, my you did a lot of music. Yeah, played a lot of instruments into music, and, and not the athlete fitness guy. So. But I was. You were, yeah. Courtney, if you guys don't know, Courtney actually played college sports. She played college basketball. She is the athlete of the family. So that's whenever like our daughters, we pro pray they get her athletic ability um, and, and none of dad's. Because mine, I've had to work for what little minimal uh, fitness I have now. But so, so what got me into fitness is um, actually training to become a firefighter. So I have uh, had many jobs to say the least uh since courtney and i have been together this year i think you've had more than a deck of cards yeah so this year uh courtney and i will be married 13 years this is your 13 2018 and uh had way more than 13 jobs and it's been uh so so what got me into fitness is i was working at the time one of my many jobs was as a restaurant manager and i hated it I just would go to work and it was just a job for me. I had no passion for it. I don't it think you hated it. I, did, I think you got bored. Like you you were the type of person that you, you beat the system. You kind of like figure something out and you were the youngest manager to ever get, um, get the position within a very, very large corporation. And I think you kind of just beat it and you needed something different. That's probably very true. But so I was at the the end of my restaurant management journey and I had a friend that was a firefighter and he told me that uh, it was the greatest job in the world, how much fun he had going to work. And if I, sh if I wanted to be a firefighter, I needed to go into EMT school. So long story short, went to EMT school. They said it takes years to become a firefighter and it really discouraged me. And so I went home, Google's and fire departments, two were hiring in my area. I applied for both of them, actually got job offers at both of them. Um, but whenever I was going through that um, process, that's whenever I, it's obviously, it's a very physically demanding job being a firefighter. And uh, I was not in shape at all. Um, embarrassing for me, whenever Courtney and I got married, we kind of joke about this now, we weighed the same. Like I was a really <laughs> little skinny, unathletic guy. And uh, so in order to pass the physical test for the fire department, I had to start working out. And so my father-in-law had recently gotten in, at the time, gotten into this thing called CrossFit. And uh, so my wife and I and him would go and do it at the local YMCA. 
um, because there wasn't even any CrossFit gyms around in our area at the time. And we were doing CrossFit there. And uh, that was kind of my first exposure to fitness outside of what little uh, involvement I did have in sports playing them growing up. And so ended up uh, getting on at the fire department and uh, still sticking with fitness because, like I said, it's a very physically demanding job. Um, CrossFit was very big within the fire community that I was a part of. We had little gyms inside the stations and we would always train on our days on shift. And then on our off days, we ended up actually joining a CrossFit gym and, and loving that and, and getting really involved with the local CrossFit community. Then uh, 2011 came around and I actually uh, was, I remember this, I was sitting at home. We lived in this high rise apartment in Tulsa, actually, Tulsa, Oklahoma folks does have a high rise. Who knew? It was like five. We lived in one of them. <laughs> and, uh, we, I remember I was at home playing video games one day. This is before kids. Courtney comes home. drives and, me crazy. Yeah. And says, you're at home too much. You need to get another job. Because as a firefighter, you work 24 hours on, 48 hours off. So you're only working 10 days a month. Plus you have vacation time and sick leave and everything on top of that. So beautiful job. Loved it. And, uh, but I needed to get another job. So I'd worked as a handyman, like a boat repair shop, contractor work. I, I was an electrical apprentice for a while. Like a lot of these little odd jobs when I was working as a firefighter. Because by this point, I'd been on the job about four years. And uh, uh, I said, well... It wasn't I, quite that. Was it that long? Yeah. All right. And because uh, I was on almost a total of five. All right. So we uh, then I said, well, I would like to open up a gym. And she said, well, it better not fail. And so I said, okay, let's make this happen. So we ended up partnering up with my father-in-law and we opened up a CrossFit gym. And literally the day we signed the lease on the CrossFit gym, I found out that I ended up getting a job that I had applied for over a year ago, literally in the district where we signed the lease. So it worked out so perfectly to where now the station I was going to be working at was in the same district as where my gym was going to be. So we ended up moving closer to the gym, opening the gym. And that was in 2011. We opened up our very first gym and that was uh, CrossFit Primus was the name of that. And uh, it was honestly, when we first opened it, the goal was that it would pay for itself and we would have a free place to work out. Like it was never in my mind, like in my mind, I was still going to be a firefighter. I was going to end up retiring out as a firefighter. Like my, I had my whole career planned out. I was going to work out. I was going to be a driver, then captain, then hopefully retire out like a district chief or battalion chief or something like that. And this fitness thing wasn't something that I ever thought would be what I... A full-time career. Yeah, no, this was just a hobby that I just really hope pay for itself. And uh, so anyway, it ended up doing a lot more than paying for itself. It actually did very well. And so um, after we had the CrossFit gym for about a year, we actually um, made the decision to leave the fire department. So after being at the fire department about five years, I ended up retiring out and collecting my benefits. And we were going to be full-time entrepreneurs and uh, gym owners. And, and we decided to make fitness our full-time thing. And uh, no In the joke. meantime, I'm in grad school yeah. to be a nurse practitioner. So I was helping on my days off you know, of class and holding my part-time job at the hospital, basically. But really a crazy time. I mean, the interesting thing about it is how many people were impacted at that small gym from like super humble beginnings. I think we scraped together every bit of cash we had to open it. And then we would just continually add equipment as the money really came in. And it was a passion, you know, it was a passion job. But we, uh, a lot of people came through that were deeply changed, I think, by that facility and that place. And it grew and 
you know, it put you in a position where you really had to choose. What are you going to do here? Yeah. And we, like you talked about nothing, like we literally, we opened that entire business for $25,000. It was a great, honestly, <laughs> one of the best investments I think we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we it, were with that $25,000, we were able to grow it into something that we ended up selling, which we'll get to later. Um, and, and actually did, did pretty decently with, but, uh, so anyway, no joke, the day I retire from the fire department, we go out to dinner to celebrate, Hey, we're going to be full-time entrepreneurs now. This is exciting. And also we had some really good friends of ours that just found out they were pregnant with their first kid. And so everybody was ex uh, celebrating. And when we were out at dinner, they made a joke because Courtney was like stuffing her face. She was like pigging out like so crazy. So hungry. And they said, man, like Courtney, uh, Sean, Courtney's eating more than you. Is she pregnant or something? And we just, ha ha ha. And then we kind of got quiet. We're like, well, it, no, there's no way she could be because she was told, we were told that like, we were going to have to do fertility treatments and everything. Right. And uh, so there's like, no, there's no way she's pregnant. So then we went back to their house and she took a... We're really getting to the details here. Yeah, yeah. So, I was pregnant. Yeah, so that's the she was story. pregnant. I thought they were messing with me, but yeah, she was pregnant. And so no joke, had we... Everything happens for a reason and for a certain timing because had we have found out literally a day before, I probably would have stayed at the fire department because I would have gone back to them and said, hey, we're having a kid. Like, let's just postpone, you know, doing this full-time gym thing until after the baby comes because fire department, we had amazing benefits and it would our total out of pocket cost to have a kid would have been like a hundred bucks, and now and now we're self insured. Yeah, and so it's like a thousand dollars a month. It's insane. It's, it was insane. <laughs> so uh, everything happens for reasons. So that was kind of my switch to where it's like, okay, it's go time now because I'm doing this full time. Got a baby on the way. Wife still not working full time because she's finishing up her master's degree, and so this was like go time. Let's do this. So. We're full-time gym owners now, and honestly, after diving in and owning it uh, 100% for six months, we were able to actually purchase out a competitor CrossFit gym that was just a couple miles from us, um, just because I had that drive just to like switch everything on, and it was go time. And uh, what was funny is the gym that we actually ended up purchasing whenever we opened up originally came to us and was just like, hey, just so you guys know, like we've been here before. And they kind of, they didn't bully us, but they kind of tried to. And uh, they kind of discouraged us from opening. And uh, I think they originally wanted us to buy theirs instead of opening our own or something. It was like a weird story. Yeah. And, but uh, everything happens for a reason. So we actually ended up purchasing and owning both of those CrossFit gyms. And uh, had the baby. Yeah. Had the baby. And I was working like crazy. Like it was seven days a week. Like, the gym was closed on Sundays, but I was the, the you know, the head coach. We had several uh, trainers that would work underneath us, but they would just teach a few classes a week, um, writing all the programming, following up with all the new leads that would come in, handling all the payment and the accounting stuff, um, handling all the marketing, the email mop campaigns. Mop the floors. Mop the floors. Clean I, the I, clean, I uh, designed the website so it would be website upkeep, all the social media stuff, shooting videos. Like, it was, it was a... It was, it was ridiculous how much that we were having to do and everything. And so Courtney finally made me take my first vacation. And uh, whenever we did that, that was the first time, honestly, I even got to spend any time with our first daughter. And she Hadley. was like six months old, I think, at the time. Yeah, and that was honestly the first time I'd even any, spent any time with her because I was working like crazy. I remember like... Let's talk about this. 
dick move. <laughs> wow, you really said that word. Okay. <laughs> Hospital, uh, we're leaving to go home with Aubrey. I'm sorry, this is Hadley. And what I've been there for like 24 hours. They're going to discharge me with, I don't know, it was like later that day. It was like a, it was a short hospital stay. And Sean decides he needs to go and teach a class because he wasn't going to cancel a class because we had a baby. Yeah. Like I said. So literally, I was at the hospital by myself and he swung by in his gym clothes to pick us up. Yeah. So ridiculous. If you're a husband out there who owns a gym and your wife is pregnant, don't, don't do, that. do that. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> So, I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna not be bitter though. Yeah, yeah, I hold that against you. But uh, so I've learned obviously a lot through my journey. I've made some very immature decisions, and uh, I've grown a lot through the whole process. I think when you're in those situations, they feel so heavy in the moment, and the business feels so big and so scary because it's your life savings. And and I and I think a lot of gym owners you know, or fitness entrepreneurs can identify and understand that weight that you carry and not knowing how to delegate. And it's one of those things, if I knew now, if I knew then what I knew now, things would have been completely different. And I think we would still own that place. So anyway, we don't now. So what ended up happening is on that trip, we kind of had some time to sit back and reflect. And we had had a trainer that was working for us who was wanting to buy one of the gyms from us and franchise them out. And after a lot of talking and praying, Courtney and I just decided like, hey, let's see if he would, if there's any way he'd be interested in buying both of the CrossFits because both of them, obviously a lot more of a uh, financial commitment from them than uh, just the one. So they were able to pull together the resources for them and they were actually able to purchase out both the CrossFit gyms from us. So we still kept our company at the time. The company was called Primal Life Training. And what we did besides the CrossFit is um, we had a women's only outdoor boot camp, some personal training, and then we also had a subcontracting strength conditioning program. So, for example, if a school couldn't afford a full-time strength coach, they would hire me or one of my staff members or coaches to go in and do like, you know, women's tennis or men's basketball. And we would do the individual sports like that. So that way the school wouldn't have to afford a full-time strength coach with benefits and everything. And uh, so kept that and honestly thought I was going to transition out of fitness. We ended up going through the affiliation process of trying to open up randomly a Chick-fil-A because I was training a gentleman at the time that owned several of them. And honestly, from a business perspective, it was an awesome business opportunity. Um, But that ended up falling through. And it's it's a very long step process. And during one of the final interviews, um, I didn't get accepted. They didn't continue on with the process with me. They wouldn't tell me why, but because I was training one of the owners, he found out for me. They said they wanted to see me own a business where I had a larger staff. Because at the time, with the trainers, I think we had at most maybe like nine. That, at most, that, but they yeah. were very part-time. Yeah, and they were like, you know, they like were, here and there. Yeah, they they weren't full, full-time employees or anything like that. So ended up uh, one day scrolling through uh, this strength coach that I really like and follow. His name's Mike Boyle. And at the bottom of the page, it said, click here for licensing opportunities. And I was like, hey, I, I really like what he does. He's training pro athletes. I like his whole approach to you know functional training. And let's kind of look into this. So anyway, ended up looking into his uh, process and loved it and talked to Courtney. And I said, hey, I think we should open up another gym. And uh, my cocky mind was, you know, I did so well in, you know, quote unquote success in the CrossFit world 
this is, in my mind, was going to be a better model. I was going to go actually into the city, so I was going to have a bigger location. I was going to be around more people, so I was just going to go there and crush it. And uh, that ended up not so much happening. Crushing us. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up opening that gym in 2014. And just like everything else, literally, whenever we found out we were going to open up this gym, found out Courtney was pregnant again. We were in the process of like getting the loans that we needed and yeah. moving money around and all of that stuff and found out I was pregnant with baby number two. <laughs> Only like... Uh, not even a year after the first one. Yeah, so our daughters Oops. are really, really close in age. <laughs> and uh, so that gym never really did well at all. Like I I thought that I, now looking back each year, the further removed I get from it, I see more and more what I could have done to make it work out. And it's only because I learned more and more. But in the moment, I think that I was so arrogant that I thought I knew what I had done because I'd had this easy instant success with the CrossFit gyms that this one was just gonna crush it. So um, with that co company, we ended up having another company come in and like what I was doing and ended up partnering up with us. And uh, we ended up merging our corporations and, and becoming a new company. And we are combining like, physical therapy was the plan with training and everything. And unfortunately, it never worked out. Um, but some good things did get to happen. Let's so go into that. I mean, like, why did you choose to do that? You, the gym is struggling. Yeah. You've been in it about a year and you're doing everything you can to make it grow. What made you make that call to partner? Well, because I thought that that was going to like that was my missing piece. Because the the company that we partnered with, they had much more a lot more business experience than I did. They had a a large what I was going to hope was going to be a a client pool to be able to refer members to because I felt like my issue one of my big issues was just exposure and not getting enough people to hear me and uh what because i once the people would come into the facility i had a really high success rate of closing them it was just getting them to come in the door because again another poor choice i made i got a less less expensive rent but it was in the middle of this warehouse district that just didn't have any drive-by traffic at all and so that was kind of my goal was like hey these people are going to help drive more traffic here and maybe help me with the business side of things because that's what I felt like I was struggling with. Yeah, I'm missing some of the business components of in your knowledge base being young. They were they had been in business for several more years than yeah. you had been in. And I think just the looking for financial help so it wasn't as much of a burden on us personally. Yeah, because that was scary because, I mean, we got now our second daughter on the way and, uh, yeah, and, and we weren't making that much. You had just started your practice, I believe. And so it was... You know, you didn't have a lot of patience uh, built up yet. And so you weren't making that much. So it was just really stressful. So to me, this was like the saving grace. But it, it unfortunately, it didn't end up working out. But um, one of the things that did happen was uh, ended up finding out about this show called Next Top Trainer. So this, in my mind, was kind of going to be like another saving grace opportunity. Because at this point, I was severely severely depressed like I was really good at like putting on a front and putting on a smile and making it seem like everything was good but like deep down inside I was like in a very very dark place and uh, so my thought process was hey this this show next top trainer you know hopefully I can go in here and I can and if I win that then the business is gonna do good it's gonna take off and everything's gonna be fine and ended up going on the show 
And uh, you guys can actually watch it all on YouTube. There's a playlist at youtube.com slash Sean Garner. And you can click on the Men's Health uh, playlist and you can watch uh, the whole season of it. But um, end up coming in second place with the show. And every time I tell that story to everybody, like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. It sounds like it would be awesome. But honestly, for me, it crushed me. Um, because it's for like me... one of the darkest yeah. seasons I've ever seen you go through. Yeah. And so there's a lot more to that story. But... Whenever I lost the show, that was like the like breaking point for me to where I went through this downhill spiral because I was so lost into who I was. So I had put all my identity and who I was in gym owner and fitness professional and trainer and so much so for the fact of whenever something didn't go my way, I had no idea who I was and ended up going into like the darkest times of my life, like ended up walking out on my family and leaving Courtney at home with two girls thinking I was done with our marriage and walking out. And it was, it was a bad, bad place. Um, but, uh, yeah. You're getting choked up, aren't you? I am. <laughs> but so that was an, inc- I mean, watching you go through that, you, it wasn't that the show was bad. It was the place that you were in when you went through it. And I don't and I for sure didn't recognize where you were. You had you were putting on a good facade. And it really wasn't until a few weeks after the show that, you know, I, I was saying, Sean, are you okay? You know, how do you feel about this? And trying to talk and you just began closing up and, and really pushing me away and going down this path that I becoming a person I really did not know for a season. Yeah. Um, but what ended up happening at the same time, um, I ended up meeting a man that literally saved my life and, uh, and you went to him, right. I mean, you really went to this guy. It was a referral from a friend of like, Hey, just some business coaching. Cause we were really like on our last straw with trying to make the business a go. And it ended up being like perfect timing. I have to say it's God's timing because the guy was, you know, Clay stares is his name, but a saving grace to our family. Yeah, so I actually had met him and found out about him before I went on the show, and we weren't able to set anything up. And then after we, after I got back from the show, was um, was when we went through the dark times and everything. And that's when I ended up actually setting up an appointment with him because my business is a mess, my personal life is a mess, my marriage is a mess, like hanging on by a thread. And I met this man named Clay, Clay Stairs who honestly has taught me so much and has has shown me everything. Honestly, I can, I can track every positive thing that I have to this point is from working with him as my business coach. And It was the start um, of a new season, a yeah. start of a new you know chapter in your life. So uh, like literally when I say he saved saved my life and, and saved my marriage, he, he 100% did. So... Started working with him and things at the business started to turn around a little bit. And personally, dr- they dramatically turned around. Marriage was doing uh, doing better and everything. And I was in a right state of mind. Um, but the business still wasn't taking off. But a lot of the things that I learned from him gave me a lot of the opportunities um, that I was able to experience and I still have today. So 
Um, one of those being is my continued work with men's health. So one of the things he taught me to do was about how to reach back out to people and contact them because I didn't win the show. So I wasn't supposed to get anything. Um, but because of some things that he taught me about as far as like building relationships, because that was one of the things that I always struggled with was like truly connecting with people, um, ended up getting to continue to, <clears throat> excuse me, continue to work with men's health, um, to where that relationship still exists to this day. Um, so then in 2016, that was, uh, the year of the last year that we ended up owning the business and uh, got a lot of more, a lot of really cool opportunities from that. So, um, that's whenever I actually got to, we're still owning the gym at the time, but I became a, uh, pro hockey strength conditioning coach and uh, I can't. Which is the craziest story ever. Yeah. So Courtney gets mad at me because I take meetings. He takes every meeting. Yeah. He never doesn't take a meeting, even if it seems like there's no point, he will still take it. So and I, this one time, it worked in his favor. So I ended up taking this meeting and it was this, this hockey team was trying to sell me advertising. So I sat through their whole presentation and at the end, they want to sell me this package. It's like $15,000. They're going to put my gym's name on the hockey rink. It's going to be in the programs. We're going to get season tickets and box seats. And I was like, man, this is going to be, they're, they're, uh, they're saying, no, which one of these packages looks best for you? They've shown me all these different advertising things. And in my mind, originally I wanted to do it because I'm like, Hey, this is more exposure. This is what I need. And, uh, I don't know why I did this, but I'm so glad I did. I just kind of looked at them and I said, I want the package where you hire me as your strength conditioning coach. And they just kind of looked at each other and then they laughed. And then I wasn't laughing and they're like, Oh, are you serious? I said, yeah, I, I want you guys to hire me as your strength conditioning coach. And they're like, well, it's funny that you should say that because we actually just hired a new head coach this week and he was asking if we had a strength conditioning coach or anybody we would recommend to him for interviews. And I said, well, I'm your guy. And they and long story short, the coach ended up meeting me and interviewing me the next day and I uh, got the job. So I got to become uh, a, a pro hockey strength conditioning coach for the Winnipeg Jets Association. I was there with their ECHL affiliate, the Tulsa Oilers. And that was an incredible experience. That was some awesome times that um, honestly thought um, that was going to be a route that I was going to go in as, as we we talked a lot about staying in pro hockey because there was going to be some possible opportunities of staying with it, but it meant moving to Manitoba, Canada, which... Uh, not, I mean, we were really grasping for any opportunity at some much point, right? Not much up there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so with that also was the same year that... Um, I got to do the Riptensity DVD through Men's Health Magazine, one of those at-home workout DVDs. And whenever, that was a crazy, probably like two or three weeks. So Courtney and I went to Haiti. And uh, while we were at Haiti, I, I knew that the next week I was going to go shoot this DVD. And it was great to be away from the gym and just kind of reconnect and kind of relook at our purpose and everything of life and everything that we feel like we're called to do. And so go straight from Haiti. Like literally I fly from Haiti. She goes from Haiti back to Oklahoma and I go from Haiti to men's health headquarters to shoot this DVD. And uh, while I'm there, it's a really great experience getting to reconnect with everybody. And I just happen to say, you know, my wife and I, we just got back from Haiti again and we were thinking about moving to the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. Do you guys know? We were looking for any, we're like, we're moving where you want to do something different. We yeah. didn't know Miami at that time, I don't think. Well, it was, it was my, like some of the places that we had talked about was like Miami, Arizona. Phoenix. Uh, yeah, Phoenix and uh, uh, some place, uh, or, or the other one was going to be a possible, like let's stay with pro hockey, but it's moving to Canada. 
And uh, so that was kind of the last option because it was going to be a cool job opportunity, but um, not a fun place to live. So one of the places that they uh, ended up recommending for me was this place called Anatomy and this guy named Mark Magna. And so I ended up coming back. We talked about it a little bit. I sent my resume out to several places. And uh, one of the places was a sports performance facility here uh, in the Miami area. And I was like, oh, I'm a shoe-in for this place um, because I was a pro hockey strength coach. I owned a pro, uh, I owned a strength conditioning uh, sports performance facility. I'm like, they're going to love to have me. They never even called me back for an interview. Um, then I applied for this really large corporate wellness chain and uh, they ended up actually offering me a job as a manager because I had owned gyms and everything before and I was going to manage one of their locations here in South Beach. And then the other place that I applied to, I was like, okay, like I know I'm not going to get this job, but I would feel like an idiot if I at least didn't try. And it was to anatomy. If you guys know anything about Mark Megna, he's, he's told me this to this day. This is not like me, but whenever I wrote this email, I'm like, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail big. So I attached my resume and um, I just typed in the email. This is the next trainer you're going to hire. If you know anything about my boss, uh, Mark, he absolutely would have just deleted that email and never would have looked at it. And he's told me that to this day. He's like, I didn't know you said that. I, I would never have hired you if I knew that you said that uh, because I'm not like that at all. But ended up what happening, it just, the email got sent to the front desk and the front desk just forwarded the resume I found out. So that's why he never saw that part. And thank God he didn't because uh, ended up uh, like in a short time period. So this is, we finished the DVD shoot uh, in May or last week of April. May, we come back home. I apply to those places. Second week of May, I fly down here to interview at every place. And then by July 5th, I start my first day of anatomy. So in that time period, we end up closing down a gym, selling, selling almost house. everything that we own, selling our house and moving two kids across the country. You find a job down here and moving all the way over here. And that was what? an experience. Terrifying. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> also I was, I did have partners at that last facility that I owned and it, it that partnership unfortunately did not end well. Um, and so there was stress with that situation. Then we're moving across the country. We know absolutely nobody. Um, I took a job that was 100% commission-based, and so I know no one here, so I'm trying to grow a client roster, figuring out how to pay down some debt from the last business that I still own, and it was incredibly, incredibly stressful. Sounds like that was a really bad idea. It Looking sounds... back, I mean, it's kind of like, holy crap, I can't believe we really did that. Yeah, um, yeah, me either, but I'm glad we did. Me too. <laughs> because now everything, worth the risk. Yeah, everything ended up working out, so... Uh, that was 2016 uh, is when we moved down here to Anatomy. And then all last year of 2017, that was just 100% devoted to, I think for the first time, like somebody else's stuff. So my whole experience with the fitness industry was I want to get into fitness. And so I opened up a gym. Like I never Or worked. you wanted a business. Yeah. I think I, it was more you wanted a business originally. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted a business. And so I love fitness and so I opened up that but my fitness experience was not being a trainer having a client roster and then opening up a gym it was my fitness experience was hey I want to do this so let's just open up a gym I didn't get, like test the water like I knew I was going to do it so I just went all in and I did it so working at anatomy was my first fitness job after I'd been in the industry for what almost seven or eight years yeah seven years and this is the first job I'm actually working for somebody else which was kind of a really cool experience 
And uh, because I was able to actually learn from somebody for a change because everything else had been self-taught or done through remote mentorships. But now I actually have somebody that's kind of taking me under their wing and, and teaching me some things that, that I needed help with. And so all last year was developed to devoted to growing my business at Anatomy and here in the Miami area and kind of establishing relationships with people. Um, you got more s- settled in your career here. Um, that's also where I got really big into... Um, I started actually growing a social media presence. You didn't even have social media when we moved here. No, I, I had just started it uh, a few months before we moved down here because I was but like doing, no following. No, whatsoever. I had like, like 300 followers. Yeah, yeah, it was nothing. And uh, because everything that I had done whenever I was in Oklahoma was just about growing the businesses and everything that I owned. And it wasn't about me personally because I didn't see the value in growing my own personal brand, which now I 100% do. Um, so then last year I got big into like content creation and working for brands. I started doing online training for people and uh, started helping out with some public speaking and instructing courses and things like that to where now leads us to 2018. So 2018 has been turning the off. heat up. Yeah, we're turning the heat up again. It's been off to an awesome start. Still at Anatomy and absolutely freaking love that place. It is like super grateful for yeah, it. Yeah, we say this all the time, like the people that work at anatomy, it's special. Like it truly is. If you guys have never um, been to anatomy or experienced it, it is a very, very special place. And I'm very fortunate to be just a small part of that place. Um, But it's also the opportunity to where Courtney and I finally took the jump in and started this thing that we've been talking about for a long time called Entrefit. And so what Entrefit is, is this is going to be this entire company is designed to helping fitness professionals develop and grow their fitness brand, like I say, so they can build a business without limits. Because what I've seen so many times is my story to where it doesn't end in a positive way. So people you know, are losing marriages. They're not getting paid what they deserve. They're causing stress on their families. They're not spending any time with their kids. Like There's such a huge rate of divorce in this industry. People are... Like I think the average uh, salary is only like thirty eight thousand a year um, for personal trainers and everything, and like some of the top ones make up to fifty one thousand after they've been in for a few years. And then like I, the, the stat I looked at the other day said only ten percent of trainers in America only me- ever make it over eighty thousand a year, which is nothing. In most parts of the country, that's not enough to really support a family and create a life you want. Yeah, and so what we wanted to do with this company is start to share um, things like the podcast where we're going to bring on people and fitness professionals and business leaders and mindset leaders and thought leaders to teach people how to grow and develop um, their business more because what I've learned so much throughout this industry is just because you have a passion for fitness doesn't mean that your business is going to be successful. There's so many resources that are out there that just fitness professionals don't know about it because they have such this of this love for fitness that that's what they're consumed with when there's a whole business side to this fitness industry and everything. And I think, I mean, just to add into that, I think so many times I see fitness professionals work in isolation and I think you are guilty of this for a long time. And really there's so many ways to, to be involved in fitness. There's so many opportunities to not only impact people and help. I mean, we've got the largest obesity rate in history right now in the United States. The need is there. And so many times fitness professionals are just trying to do things that, you know, one way that they've always done it. 
if we would just collaborate more. I think the possibilities are endless. I think there's a million opportunities to not only impact people, but also make a difference financially for your own life. Yeah. And so with EntreFit, that's, that's what we want to do here. So the very first thing that I started off with is I created the EntreFit Mastermind Group. And that's been going on for a couple of weeks now. And it is incredible. I've got some awesome, amazing people that are in there that some of them are already doing some, um, like, it would blow your mind if you knew just some of the things that they're able to do just financially for themselves, the time freedom that they're creating, just the 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 freedom that they're experiencing by by creating a business that works around them instead of they have to work around. And so it's not killing them and dragging them into the ground. They're still able to make huge impacts on people's lives and at the same time not have a business that's just sucking the life out of them because they're giving you in this industry you give so much to people that if you don't do it correctly whenever you get home you don't have anything left to give to the people that that matter most to you um so entrefit mastermind is going on it's going great we do have some spots available we cap it out at only 12 people and so we do this intentionally because we don't want a lot of people in the group because we want to be able to have a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with people in order to help them grow. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at now, guys. That's a that's a quick uh, look at the Sean Garner story. We can dig into that so much more, and I know that we definitely will in the future. Um, yeah, well, thanks for thanks for coming on, babe. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad you're finally doing this, and I'm really excited to see how it helps other fit pros. I think you're gonna do incredible. So that was episode number one of the EntreFit Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it and hearing a little bit more about the Sean Garner origin story because there's gonna be so much more to unpack from that as I kind of share this crazy journey with you guys. So thanks so much for listening, guys. If you are new, please make sure uh, you rate this podcast below, share it with some other fitness professionals that you think that this could help because this is just the start of something amazing because we truly believe the best is yet to come. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Love you all and have an awesome day.